Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm a guest on the What Does It Matter podcast. This part of the podcast is brought to you by my friends at ATL's NX100 and their morning coffee swing show. Be sure to search hashtag NX100 to find them on all digital radio platforms. What does it matter? Warning. The language on What Does It Matter podcast is without a doubt most certainly not safe for work. While the content may be humorous, thought-provoking, brutally honest, or cause you to rethink what it may have been you used to think before you heard something that made you rethink that thought you initially thought because you might have been led astray somewhere between now and sometime in your past, The language used on What Does It Matter podcast does have a tendency to find itself in the NC-17 category, if not a hard R. Please do not let this interfere with your enjoyment of what is most definitely going to put a smile on your face and some new thoughts in your brain. Now that you have been properly warned, enjoy this latest episode of What Does It Matter? So as many of you know, I do have a voicemail, 973-963-4556. That's right, 973-963-4556. Now what's weird is, lately I'm getting all these political texts. Help this guy, vote for that guy, reply with this, reply with that. I block them. But somehow, I never got this phone call on my own line, but the What Does It Matter podcast hotline gets this message. Your participation is very important. We ask you to please answer a simple question regarding the President's elections in 2020. Para Español, presione uno. If the 2020 presidential election was held today, would you vote to re-elect or vote for from the Republican Party? Press 2 on your telephone keypad. From the Democratic Party, press 3. Neither, other, press 4. Don't know, refused, press 5. Press 0 to listen again. Obviously, I believed names because fuck them. I, I, what the fuck? Why, why would a podcast get this kind of fucking scam bullshit voicemail? I don't want to hear from those fucking cocksuckers. I want to hear from you. 973-963-4556. Once again, 973-963-4556. And with that, here's a little bump from Weencast before we get on with the show. Hey, what's up? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And we're Weencast. If you're into ween or are a music lover, check out our podcast. We talk about ween shows, ween interviews, everything related to the band ween. Check us out. And welcome 
to a July edition of What Does It Matter podcast, the podcast that sometimes, but not always, but is somewhat infrequently, I guess that's what I just said in other words before, so now I'm repeating myself, poses the question with me for this episode 90 is Herman James of The Rant with Herman James. Now, those of you who listen to this show know that I love to rant, and I get pretty fucking angry. So when I hear of a show called The Rant With, it could be with Jesus Christ, I'm going to fucking listen to that rant. Although Jesus Christ's rant would probably be, ow, 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 get this the fuck out of my arm, ow, ow. But that aside, um, so The Rant with Herman James is, if you like when I go off and just freak the fuck out on something... And you know, it's only a few minutes here and there on the show. You're going to get a full fucking show of that. Your COVID episode, sir. My fucking God. Uh, Herman, welcome to the show. I, I just completely didn't even... I welcomed you and then... <laughs> Thank you very fucking, much. <laughs> thanks for being here, man. It's always my pleasure. I always enjoy uh, when people like hearing my uh, soapboxes of uh, rants that I do. Uh, that's initially why I started the podcast was... Uh, just a free-form way of being able to have my own soapbox and uh, being able to get what I want to say out and, uh, in a fun way and having people enjoy it as much as I enjoy saying it. I enjoyed listening. I was listening today at work, and I'm going to have to listen to that episode again to take some notes. That one wasn't ranty as it was educational. Yeah, they, they tend to go a little bit back and forth sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'll have a rant at the end of them. Sometimes the entire episode is a long tangent. So I just try to keep it on that. And when it comes to the point at the end where it's time to have a rant, I've basically run out of things to rant about and I don't want to start them back over at the beginning and just yell them. So I try to keep it on the up and up, but I did actually just release an episode right before we started uh, this recording uh, about uh, the shelter-in-place blues. And there's definitely a rant in that one. And, you know, you mentioned the shelter-in-place blues, and there's two kinds of people. And I'm also going to go back to your, your rant from a couple weeks ago. Oh, fuck, that was May. So from a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, there's two kinds of people. There are those that are going to deal with it. They don't want to. They're getting really sick and fucking tired of it. And then there are those that are just being just entitled, selfish fucking cocksuckers. Yeah. And um, there these people that are coughing on people like <laughs> Magavidiots are just, oh, and I don't get political on this show, but I guess I just did. They're, they're coughing on me or coughing on anybody. That's assault. Now, for those of you that aren't in the know, assault is the threat of doing something. Battery is the actually doing it. So if I swing my fist at you, that's assault. The second my fist connects with you, that's battery. However, when one of these fuckheads coughs on you to like, go like, hey, you're wearing a mask. <laughs> Punch them because you are defending yourself. They have already attacked you. That's assault and battery because whatever germs are in their shit mouths have just landed on your mask and on your face, and they're not understanding that it's wearing a mask is protecting others and not the self. But Correct, and they so, also don't understand that you might be asymptomatic where you don't have it, but you are still a carrier and giving it to someone else, just like a HPV for men. 
you have it. You don't get sick from it. Women do, and you can be a carrier and be perfectly fine. And they don't understand that uh, even if you have a mask on, it's not 100% foolproof. Uh, you can have a HEPA filter, you have everything on there, you still get particles within it. And let's not even mention the fact that your eyes are still open and can still catch things in them. It's still a very porous uh, intake from everything in the outside world. People are just stupid and in their own rights, ignorant and not wanting to understand what the realities of the world are and what science actually is. I try to not be as political as I would like to be about things because it tends to turn people off and cause more of an argument than a conversation. But the argument is never on my side. The argument is with people that don't understand the simplicity of the world and how things work. Science is real. Reactions are real. That's how we all got here. That's how we were all made. So to say that science doesn't exist is wrong. And they say you don't believe in the science or that the science is wrong because you don't believe it. It's just ignorant. The problem too with that is that a ignorance has uh, been a pandemic for years. People choose to be ignorant because there's nothing more. Uh, there's no feeling greater than typing in all caps or yelling really loud and being threatening to prove you're right, even though you're not. There are people that. First of all, social media has just really exploited these fucking people. And like, it's just, it's amazing how many fucking doctors and lawyers had D's when I went to high school with them. <laughs> but they would rather be right or think that they're right than actually learn something new and be possibly informed about something else. But these are people who they read the headline and they form the story in their own fucking heads. And that's it. They, you give them something else with proof that. What they already thought already is actually not correct. No, they don't want to fucking hear it. And you're just being a pussy. Well, it's not that they even want to be right. They want to win the conversation. Has nothing to do with right or wrong. Because if they wanted to be right, they would have the conversation with a well-vetted, educated, and sustained individual who knows exactly what they're talking about to combat them. But when you want to win a conversation, that's when you get louder. That's when you start, you know, jabbing at someone and you start, don't poke holes in their argument, but you take jabs at their personality, their person and insult people and keyboard warriors and social media people have gotten that way because that is what this current administration has allowed to do because that's all that they do. If you just watch I think it has to have been three days ago now on the actual uh, news. You'll see they've talked about how this administration has taken their ability to push out a message, whatever the message may be. And in this case, it's fake news saying that what's really out there isn't. But other countries have taken that mentality and used the exact same words and same delivery that this administration has done to push their rights in ways. And we're not talking about, you know, Britain or France or Germany. We're talking about authoritarian countries that are using the same mentality that our government's using. It's also called knowing your audience. And now I'm not saying everybody that's that's a fan is a moron. I know quite a few people that are really intelligent that 
for whatever reason, they're a fan. And that's cool, you know, because they're, the people that are really intelligent that are fans aren't telling people that aren't that they're fucking wrong and that they're assholes and um, my favorite is get out of the country. It's like, well, because my political views don't align with your political views. I should get out of a country that I was born in and I pay taxes in and I'm a citizen of just as much as you are. You're a fucking cocksucker. But those aren't the people. Those people are different. But those people that want to hate and hate more and hate more, like talk about some of the shit that I see. I can't believe that this person is that dumb, but he really knows how to get his target audience fucking going. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to go too much on that because once again, I'm not political, but sometimes my mind is just blown and you see the people that are doing it. The people that are out there going, oh, why are you wearing a fucking mask? <clears throat> these are not the smartest fucking people on the planet. Um, they were probably either bullied in high school and now becoming bullies or they just really never got out of the fucking locker room. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of it is, again, coming from, and it's a lack of a better word, an uneducated or ignorant stance, saying that it infringes on your rights. No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with your rights. Now, I am of the firm belief that if someone were to contract the coronavirus, Rona, Roro, whatever you want to call it, if you were to contract that from someone else's direct coughing, sneezing, grabbing of all of the materials in a store and putting them back, whatever it might be, that person should be charged with assault and potentially attempted murder. That's yes. a far extreme, but I believe that 100%. Fuck, you know, now I feel like a dick too because I was out earlier and I grabbed a bag of potato chips thinking it was something else, but it wasn't, so I put it back. Granted, I'm constantly sanitizing. People watch me sanitize in stores, always wearing a mask. So maybe it's not that big of a deal. Pardon me, I'm going to belch. Uh. And that <laughs> came really fast. I might even edit that out, but who knows? <laughs> Here's the thing. And now anybody, if, they, if they're stupid enough to cough on me, of course, there's all that like big talk that I'm doing now. But I'm sure in that situation, I'm probably going to be fucking scared because I'm being attacked. And whether you're prepared to be attacked or not prepared to be attacked, it doesn't matter what you know. There are some people that are prepared, some people that are ill-prepared, even though they might be well-suited to defend themselves, if yeah. that makes any sense. Um, I'm pretty sure that I will start freaking the fuck out where police will be involved because I'm going to want this person's info, and I'm going to own them for the rest of my fucking life. But I'm also probably not going to think straight, and I'm not going to punch properly. I'll probably punch them in the head, but I won't. I'll have my knuckles closed and break my hand because that's the wrong way to punch somebody <laughs> in the head. The skull is really hard. You don't want to make a fist, folks. You want to kind of like keep your fi I don't know how to describe it. Watch American Werewolf in London, and the way he's holding his hand when it starts to grow, that's the way you want to hold your hand if you're going to hit somebody in the head. That's your martial arts lesson from Sean today. Um, <laughs> no thumbs I, I, in. I, don't yeah. wrap your fingers around your thumb. That'll break your thumb. Dude, that was an episode of Simon and Simon. I think that's the only episode of that show I ever saw, actually. And um, I I remembered that, and I thought that was great. And I just found out years later that the guy from Deadwood was one of the Simons on Simon and Simon. Nice. I would like to pretend like I even know those references, and I don't. I know what Deadwood is. I've heard of Simon and Simon. I was just not hugely brought up on mainstream uh, TV things. And even nowadays, I... 
don't own cable. So we watch a lot of, uh, Hulu and Netflix and things of that nature. I am Ditto. not ashamed to say, but at least, uh, I, I tell everyone for what it is. When I was, uh, growing up, my mom thought watching TV with my brothers and her was family time. So we watched a lot of fucking musicals. I've seen pretty much every Barbara Streisand movie, anything that goes from all of that to share with beaches and, you know, sex in the city to friends. And if I got in trouble, I watched the uh, Unsolved Mysteries with my father. That scared the shit out of me as a child. And even today, when I hear that theme song, hairs on the back of my neck still go up. So that was my upbringing when it came to things. I've now taken The Shining to watching some other things, but... Unfortunately, as much as I like to say it, TV has never been a major player in my education when it came to knowing things. And I couldn't name a majority of actors. I am shit for naming people. Well, you mentioned Streisand and Cher. I did. So you're, you're, you're somewhat well versed in musical, uh, um, musical musicians. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, musical. And then I went the other way though, and now I've got, I constantly listen to whether it's some segmentation of rap, old school gangster rap, country music. I'm all over the place with all that kind of stuff. I don't care to want to go to musicals. My fiance, she loves them. She's taking me to go see Wicked and everything else. She was in choir. She teaches choir at her elementary school for all of her kids. Loves it. I have not gone back to that, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I have been psyched to see Hugh Jackman as Harold Hill in The Music Man, and this whole pandemic fucked that up, although it <laughs> saved me a few hundred bucks, too. Yeah, that um, did. I like musicals, but I'm a musician, and I also teach music, and I, I was also, here's the bottom line, it's got nothing to do with I teach music or I'm a musician or I've studied forever. It has to do with how I was raised, and I was raised to be open-minded, to, to check everything out. You mentioned old-school gangster rap. That's where it's fucking at man that's my favorite rap is that like late 80s early 90s i'm really fucking pissed off at the cops and you're gonna fucking hear about it og original gangster from ice t is still one of my favorite fucking albums of all time i think it's better than the nwa album which i can't remember the fucking name of um god damn what the hell was the name of that album straight out of compton Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> that's that's the one. But I I liked fifty one fifty from Easy better than I like Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton's a fucking classic album. It so is. you're speaking my language there, and that's not even my wheelhouse of music. My wheelhouse of music is film scores and then prog rock like Yes and Rush and Floyd and Dream Theater. <laughs> that's awesome. And see, I can get on board with those. I can enjoy them. I have a good time with them. But when I'm having a good time with things, I am putting on NWA. I'm also gonna put on. Whatever at the time makes me feel like I'm having time. Wu-Tang Clan's coming on there. Ghostface Killer's out there. Right now, I've got like Tech 9 radios. One of the things I've got heavy on rotation. I went to go see uh, a musical at the Fox Theater in Oakland and saw, oh shoot, what is his name? G-Eazy. He uh, was an opener. And his music was fantastic. He has orchestra-backed things. And then out of nowhere, E-40 comes out of the back because he is uh, helping get G-Eazy popular. I then went back to the next year and saw a massive concert with them, and it was a blast. I have a lot of fun at these rap concerts. I have an equally great amount of time at country concerts. And the funny thing between the two of those is girls dress more like hoochies and everything else at a country concert. 
Yep. Then they do at a rap concert. Yep. It's great. It's true. I saw I saw the Dixie Chicks a few years ago. And uh man, I, I liked watching some of their fans walk out. That was pretty funny oh, yeah. because, you know, you know that they're going to fucking say something about the guy and oh, you're getting oh, yeah. pissed off. Are you fucking serious? They're obviously not into Republicans. I, I like <laughs> to I like to say that um, I've got a clearer picture because I haven't chosen sides. I don't believe in partisanship. Um, I'm more country before party. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want to hear that. But yeah, a Dixie Chick show. Yeah, there were, there was a lot of hooch there. But when I saw Cypress Hill, uh, Grant, that I saw Cypress Hill at Woodstock '94. Nice. And it was fucking raining out, and it was hot, so it was a different kind of hooch. But it was a lot of white T-shirts that I appreciated. <laughs> it's it's a lot of rap concerts. I don't see people dressed up nearly as provocative as that. Um, I went to Ozfest years ago. Uh, one of the last ones in the Sacramento area came in Marysville a long time ago. Uh, I can't remember the year at this point, but it had Ozzy Osbourne, uh, and Sabbath as the headliners. And it also had Rob Zombie as the second stage headliner. Uh, it was fantastic. But again, no one was dressed the same way. And I went, I've seen, I think it's been at least two, maybe three Tim McGraw and Faith Hill sold the soul tours where there were girls that were wearing skirts that I've seen the Cowboys have bigger belt buckles in. Okay. Now I can get behind that too. Or in front. I mean, at that point, is there really a choice? <laughs> it, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, actually the choice is theirs. So however they want it. Yeah, I just However love they, that they need it. people talk trash on, oh, this music's bad, these guys are horrible, rap's killing the world. I'm like, but have you seen what's going on with your wholesome country music concerts? Have you seen the difference of people that are that one and how they're dressing? And you want to talk about you're raising your kids right? Your daughter is in her late teens, early 20s, and she is wearing a one-piece shirt with a belt. And that's her whole outfit. And you're raising her right. Okay. Different choices for different people. You ever notice that those people that are saying, oh, this is wrong and that's wrong and that's immoral and that's immoral are the dudes that are cheating on their wives with hookers. Um, is that or cheating or is that just extracurriculars? Uh, that's true because the hooker could be the wife's sister or a cousin. And depending where you are, the same person. There you go. Family reunions are great in Alabama. So you meet your next that- ex-wife. Jesus Christ, have you heard about these fuck faces with their COVID parties? Yeah, I just read about that one. My God. It's it's getting pretty bad, and they're trying to bet on who's the next one to catch it, who's going to catch it first. That is ridiculous. It's just I, bad. Ignorance is bliss, and they're apparently smiling fucking ear to ear. Yeah, they are, and I thought it was funny for... At the beginning of all this shelter in place kind of stuff to go and pick up a keg of beer because I always will have a keg of Corona on tap in my house with my keg rater and just happens to always be that happened to always be that way. And I went to go pick one up and it was pre all pandemic everything, but things were kind of heating up and I asked how the sales of Corona were going, uh, as per the department stores and everything else. And they were telling me due to the name coming out all the time, their sales have gone up. 
because people were calling them Corona parties and it was just a bunch of Corona beer. That's fine. I can handle that. The pre of everything. If you guys are doing your kind of stuff, I always have it on hand. I thought that people, cause social media shows people pouring out Corona's thinking that gave you the virus. Cause they're the people that aren't wearing masks or they just read the headline. They know the whole story. Exactly. And it's like, uh, come on, man. I, I've always full heartedly been a fan of that beer because it's cheap and it's decent. If you look at taste tests, it says it is the worst tasting beer across the board. Yet I've always have it. I've never met anyone that said it's horrible and I'm a fan. It's a simple life choice and I'll keep choosing it. It's here's what it is for me. Now I'm I'm more of an IPA guy. When I smoke cigarettes, I drink Bud Light. And one day I was like done with cigarettes. Just said fuck this, and I was done. And it's over five years ago. Yes, congrats. But I also knew, thanks, man. I also knew that if I had a Bud Light, that I would want to have a cigarette after three or four Bud Lights. So I had to completely change my fucking palate. So my uh, guitar player at the time, who's my bass player now, um suggested like oh try try uh sierra nevada try this try that and uh he really uh opened me up to some good beers and then another friend of mine turned me on to limbo and then i went to vermont and i had the heady topper and my my palate has been poof however (laughs) corona when it's really really fucking hot out and you know say you've just mowed the lawn it's 100 degrees out you're sweating your fucking ass off an IPA like I drink, uh, which is about 7% usually, uh, ah, it's going to taste so good though. <laughs> it's a little too heavy for that. You want something crisp. Um, so assholes that don't want to wear a mask, especially if you don't want to wear a mask and you're having these parties, may I suggest that you get some Corona because it's, <laughs> it's crisp, it's nice, and uh, it won't kill you, exactly. but the disease will. And see, I love IPAs. If I'm going to go out and drink and I'm going to pay for something, I'm going to pay for an IPA. Um, there's a double-edged sword of that. I'm, I'm paying for one because the taste of it is going to be great. It's going to be a little bit heavier than you're going to get with a Corona. And secondly, I'm also looking at proof. And I just had one the other day at one of our local breweries in, here in Sacramento from where I'm at. There is easily between five and 10 breweries within a five mile radius of my house. So I can go anywhere and hop around and try all these different beers, but I'm looking at what they're having. And last time I was in there, I had a double IPA and it was a hazy IPA. I don't typically like hazy IPAs, but this thing I think was like a 10.4 and it, because of the haze was super light, very flavorful and fantastic. And it gets you a little bit of a buzz going right off the bat, which is what I'm looking to do anyway when you're drinking some beer. So I'll go with that and then kind of tone it down to have like a single IPA, be able to maintain that nice buzz and Uber around for a while. My man. Uh, see, so some people think like Sessions and Hazy, I mean, they, they kind of are the same thing. You could drink them all day. Like Sierra Nevada's Hazy or Founders All Day IPA. You can uh, first of all, it's called all day IPA because you can drink that fifteen pack in an afternoon, and I mean you're gonna get fucked up from it. Hazy is a bit different, but a double hazy, yeah, my fucking god, because it's still hazy, so it's very, it's got that crisp. It's not like weighing you down. Like I love torpedo. Oh yeah, Torpedo's fucking love fantastic. torpedo. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite fucking beers. And 
But like, like I said before, the Corona, like I would have a hazy before I'd have a torpedo on a really hot day because I want something crisp. That's still yeah. going to do the fucking job. It's only like 1.2% less alcohol than a torpedo. Yeah, and I like the fact that I can hang out with Corona. I can drink it and not have two or three or four or five or 12. And unlike an IPA, I don't get what I call like dead tongue, where your tongue feels heavy. You can't taste much anymore. And you're like, well, that sucks. Like, I want to drink this for the flavor of it. And after, you know, a few that are eight, nine, or 10 proof, you're feeling it pretty heavy. Whereas I think Corona is what? A 4.6, I think. And I think their premiere is a 4.2. So you're not really getting tanked too much on all that. And you can maintain and still have a good time. Well, I don't want that there Corona extra. Cause that means I'm going to be extra sick. <laughs> It'll get you. It's weird that. We just mentioned all these fucking products that I'm not going to beep because, hi, um, I really like everything that we've mentioned here. Send us beer. <laughs> Send us beer. WDIMpodcast at gmail.com. The Rand with Herman James at gmail.com. Send us beer. I mean, obviously, you can't email it to us, but you can get our contact information. Yeah. And you can send us beer. Uh, yeah. Now, with this COVID thing, the liquor to go and beers and things, that's able to change locations you can move that around you can always ship beer out um i don't think there's ever an issue with that crossing lines but now you can go to restaurants and have them make you shots to go or cocktails to go that's a fantastic thing that needs to stay in place once things get back to the new normal i was hearing about drive through liquor stores Oh, yeah. That were serving shots. Like, first of all, I, what? But at the same time, yeah. But what? But still, <laughs> fucking yeah. You know, it's weird. And I've got to do this now because we did mention all these products. I do have to thank my sponsors really quick. So I'm going to do this really quick. American One Productions, Rehearsal Studios, and more. Right now, it's just American Production, American One Productions, Rehearsal Studios. Because, I mean, lessons aren't happening there. Nobody's doing one-on-one lessons. And the way that... Rehearsals are happening. It's contactless. Everybody prepays via PayPal to begin with anyway, right? So you've, you've already paid. You go there. Now, you got to bring your own microphones. That's the safe way. See, you've got your own microphones. You hook yourself up. And anything you need, it's done via text. It's done via, like, FaceTime or your Hangouts or whatever it is you use. AmericanOneProductions.com. Hey, and another cool thing you can do, you're stuck inside still. It's fine. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. Is it? Maybe it's the end of the world. Who knows? I mean, Captain Trips, it's July now. Captain Trips in the book had already wiped out, what, 98% of uh, humanity. And a lot of the dogs, too, which is sad. I'm glad that Big Steve, a.k.a. Kojak, lived. But you're at home. You want to get in shape because you've been sitting on the couch eating too many fucking potato chips, drinking these delicious beers that Herman and I have been talking about. You put on a few pounds. Yoga. 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 Namaste. Doingyoga.com. There's there's online tutorials. You can reach out to Stephanie. She can help you out with stuff. Give her all of the love. And of course, if you've got any kind of media, like if you're a writer, a blogger, you just want social media transparency, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Who fuck knows? I don't fucking know, but you know who knows? Anchors to Dusk Publishing.com. Anchors Media. Contact Joe at anchors to dusk publishing.com. I fucking love these people. 
Herman, thank you for letting me interrupt you to tell you about them. Oh, you are more than welcome. I'm happy to hear you've got some good ones out there helping you out and helping getting this podcast uh, supported and uh, taken care of. It's always nice to hear that people are getting love from sponsors all across their uh, mediums, and it's it's a fun thing. I, I enjoy ours that we typically get. A lot of the stuff that we get are going to be in-hand brands, so I'll actually uh, have local breweries here that will give me uh, a four-pack or a six-pack to drink on air, and you'll see them on uh, my social media, whether it's going to be uh, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I actually had a MySpace, but they kicked me off of MySpace, those bastards. You got kicked off MySpace? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now, you know what? I've got to look up mine. Oh, my God. Is it because, you know, with me, like, it wouldn't play the whole episodes anyway. I would upload, like, say, an hour and a half episode. Oh, I'm still up there. I think they said I broke some protocols on there for I don't remember what. And I was like, it's MySpace. Who the fuck is using MySpace right now? And why did you kick? I don't get kicked off of anywhere else. But MySpace. All right. Good job, guys. Well done. You've already lost everyone in the first place. Shit. Even, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. The main guy that was on there. Everyone's like, oh, he's my friend. Tom? Tom. Yeah. Tom's <laughs> Tom. gone. Never came back. And Justin Timberlake, did, is he still the owner? No. They sold out a while ago. Um, wasn't it? Fox bought it originally for a few billion. And then it sold a little bit later to somebody else for even less, and then sold again for less. I don't think Timberlake in, has anything to do with it anymore. I couldn't be wrong. There's a good chance I'm wrong, but well, I'm usually right. I tried to get them to sponsor me too because I really wanted to bring MySpace back because the difference between MySpace and Facebook is simple. MySpace was more of a community, and uh, Facebook is more like I'm right, you're wrong, and it's I don't know where I read it, and I might have read it. I, maybe you posted it, but the people on Facebook, they don't want to hear your opinion. They want to hear their opinion coming out of your fucking mouth. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a fun one on that. The, the idea that uh, Facebook initially started to be a network of people and have people interconnected is funny because it's also a double-edged sword on that because that's not true. The movie has some factual partitions of what they were doing. But I remember getting into college using MySpace. And at the time, a girl I was dating was going to uh, UC Davis and all the UCs were just starting to get the uh, Facebook abilities to log in and other Ivy League schools that had it for a few years. Now it's kind of trickling down to some of the state schools, but I went to Sac State and I, you had to have a college login to go in and I still didn't get logged in because my college login wasn't accepted yet. So it went to the elites and then got to trickle down. What kind of a community is that? Your communities of everyone's involved, not just the one percenters. Now they're talking about, Oh, they accept everyone and they, they do now and they let everything on there, literally everything. And it's turned into a clusterfuck of misinformation that people don't know that, Hey, this random fucking post is not the real world, but I am going to tell everyone that it is. I love the whole thing of like, I don't give Facebook permission to use my pictures. Hey, it's like, how have you not seen that? You're on Facebook all the fucking time. And that's like been around for years. Like, how, how did you miss that? And think like, first of all, it's free. So there's one of two things you can do. 
delete your account still or up don't there. upload pictures. Yeah, but everything you have there is still on there. It's the idea of South Park did a great uh, episode of this years ago. When did you ever read the uh, Terms of Agreement? Oh, that was, that was the iTunes one, right? Yep. It was about iTunes. Yeah, that was so good. So it's like you, you're allowed for this initially. And everyone's like, well, it's my picture. No, it's now their picture. You put yeah. your information on their free site. They now take possession of it. And even if it's not you uploading your picture and your friend is uploading the picture, you're on there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I was trying to get Friendster back. Friendster. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you could probably use Grinder instead. I don't want to use Grindr <laughs> uh, because I'm married and I don't think I'm – actually, I know I, I don't fit Grindr's profile, I think. I, I'm more of a Tinder than a Grindr. <laughs> um, however, um, you know what? Let me thank a couple monthly donors while I'm at it because somebody here might know a bit about Grindr. Matthew McHenry, thank you so much for being a monthly donor. You're probably the guy that can answer about Grinder. Is that somewhere I should go? Yay, nay? I mean, like, let's forget the fact that I'm married for a second here. Let's go with, this is social networking. This is meeting new people that might want to hear my podcast or see my dick. It's one or the other. Could be both. Who knows? Matthew, can you let me know? And Sergio, do you know about this? I mean, I know you're married. You're a married man. Uh, you got a beautiful wife. She's friends with my beautiful wife. This is how we all met. Um, he's another monthly donor. I love this fucking guy. Now... Did you know about Grinder? Like, is this is this a thing that you should be on? Who knows? Maybe Drew from the Real Feels podcast can answer this for us. Drew, Grinder, Tinder, which is it for you? And if you had to bring only one back, would it be Friendster or MySpace? Please let me know. But yeah, Grinder isn't that the is that's the uh, that's the one for homosexuals, right? It is, and uh, I think Bi Curious can be on there as well. I just love the fact that it took about a minute and a half for you to specify you were married to a woman. Like you didn't put that out there initially. <laughs> you had to wait a minute and a half because people were eagerly waiting to find out. Okay, you're married, but to whom? Well, here's the thing too. Matthew McHenry is my gay boyfriend. There you go, and. I'm his straight boyfriend, and funny enough, one of my sponsors is his actual boyfriend. <laughs> there you go, see? So you've got a beard somewhere, or they're your beard. Actually, um, I had to take my beard off because I do work with animals. So between ringworm, which has died down at work, knock on fucking wood, <laughs> and, and just this whole COVID thing, like shit gets caught in a beard, I had to shave it off. And that's how it is. Aside from, uh, I mean, the way you meant having a beard, it's weird. I, uh, I just, I really love pussy that much. I, 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 and everybody, you know, when you're younger, you try to suck your own dick. I succeeded. I did not like having a dick in my mouth. It was a real, it was, it was a really long second because it was like, holy shit, that's cool. No fucking way do I like this. Rather aggressive. And it was like, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a conundrum though, my brother. It was a conundrum that I, um, I just like to tell that story now because I kind of, I find it funny. It's like, oh, you know, everybody tries it. Not everybody admits it. But since I managed to accomplish the goal, I know for a fact that, yeah, it's it's not for me because I just did not like dick in my mouth. Now, for dudes that like dick in their mouth, God fucking bless you, man, or who Allah bless you, or whoever blesses you that you want to be blessed. Sean blesses you. Herman <laughs> blesses you. We all bless you. Okay? We all bless you. 
That's good. Anybody that likes a dick in their mouth, I salute them, period. Like, that's a good thing. Have dick. If, if there was more dick in mouths, people would shut the fuck up with their ignorant, stupid fucking opinions. How about that? Or at least you wouldn't have to hear exactly what they're saying. That's fine, too. No, you don't think so. You don't think that at all. And no. at that point, it's called a Hummer. Ah, man, now I, I, I like to hum on the clip when I'm eating pussy. <laughs> it's a work. That works every time. Yeah, uh, it really does, man. And uh, unless they're ticklish, because <laughs> then it, it just, it's, you're not accomplishing anything but ruining the moment. <laughs> I, I went straight to Howard Stern when they, the movie, Private Parts, when he told to put the speaker down on its side and sit on it. I remember hearing that when it aired. Oh, golly. I, I've never listened to I'm Howard old. Stern that much. I remember watching the TV show, I think, when it was on E! Years ago. It had to be decades ago. That was in... All right, that was the late 90s. There was the, the Channel 9 show. It was the late 80s, early 90s, I believe. And then the E! show was just like like the greatest hits of that day's um, broadcast. Yeah. Heavily edited. Oh, yeah. I mean, but still not too heavily edited because it was still... They were under FCC jurisdiction, so yeah. they really couldn't say everything, unless they had a naked woman in the studio, but that was always like, you know, bars and that. I fucking love Stern. Huge <laughs> Stern fan. Yeah, he, he's good. His He got a little too extreme on some things, more than I care to listen to it, and I don't care one way or the other how extreme you are, but once it gets consistently extreme, then I start losing... Focus and care for things. I like to be brought back a little bit, which is a Robin part of things, and kind of levelize things before you get back out on that tilt. But when you're out on that branch full time, I start losing interest. It's basically like being on heroin for a long amount of time. At some point, you're going to burn out. So I just burn out a little bit quicker than most. I, uh, well, I've never done heroin, so I wouldn't know. Um, but I, maybe I should try. Just do maybe it between the toes so no one can see. Dude, that was in a fucking movie. Yeah. That was... Oh, Rush. Rush was that. Jason Patrick and other people. Well, with the it, Eric Clapton song, Tears in Heaven. They would have that one, and it was also in a... I forget what military movie it was, where the guy was shooting up between his toes and no one can see it. Oh, fuck, man. You're right. But it wasn't... It wasn't the uh, It wasn't the two big ones. It wasn't Platoon or Full Metal Jacket. No. Those are great, though. Yeah, it was some other one. I forget the name of it, and... Now I've got like a few good men and officer and a gentleman stuck in my head, and those two don't correlate very well. But that's just what's going on there. It's a, is it the one with Sean Penn and Michael J. Fox? I don't think so. Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh see. wow! And you know John C. Riley also. See, you know, see, I couldn't remember now. I just remember that one being a part of it. Uh, wasn't it like maybe it was a few good men. Was there like investigation? No. Yeah, but there was no heroin through the toes. No. This whole That's Aaron Sorkin, concert. the writer of uh, The West Wing, among yep. other great things. I'm a big fan of The West Wing. I think that uh, Jed Bartlett is the greatest president ever on television. <laughs> I, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that they were Democrat, but I don't think that they even like focus too much on party on that show. Yeah, I do enjoy watching shows, if they're going to be political in any well, way, shape, or form. Don't try to promote or you know put down one party or the other i'm all for a country first idea and mentality 
Uh, I am a registered Republican, but I don't like the Republican Party as it sits, so I don't condone what they do. I look at things on TV and think those are great ideas of how things are going. I really find it funny when you can tell pretty instantly that the writing is being done as the world is happening and they're trying to make it fictitious. That does crack me up a bit. That's now that's an example of, yeah, I mean, they were really good at that. South park is great at that. Um, I want to talk about a show really quick. Uh, orange is the new black. Did you watch it? I have seen most of it. I don't know where I'm at. I haven't finished it, but I am pretty versed. And I think I've seen the first, I don't even know how many seasons there are, but I know I'm at least through the first three. Okay. I mean, I will say that it did. I was very satisfied with the ending. It's not one of my favorite television show endings ever, but I was very satisfied with the ending. However, so Piper is in jail for a year and a half, right? And then somewhere in, I think, season two, she gets another three or four months tacked on. So only about two years. Every season, though, there's something current event topical mentioned on that show. So the seven years that this show is on the fucking air, eight years, or seven, whatever it is. Um, yeah, uh, how did you get so topical within two years? How did you know what was going to happen in the future? How come Orange is the New Black didn't warn us of the coronavirus? <laughs> well, even though same I did, did you watch the TV show Soul Survivor? I did not. That's the one with Kevin Bacon, not Kevin Bacon, Um, the other Kevin Bacon. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I forget his name too, but oh he got the glasses. Donald's kid, Donnie's kid, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you go. Uh, the guy from 24. Yeah. Uh, they actually <laughs> made topical things in there and I'm like, this just happened on the fucking news like last week and it's two weeks later they they wrote it into the show. Yeah. Yeah. It, those they, crack uh, I didn't watch that one. It's a good one. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. It, it had a very short run. Yeah, it was only like three seasons. It was a quick show. Well, yeah, after the first season, the uh, number two lead, she left. She went to go pursue a movie that was being filmed that I have no clue about because I don't know if it ever came out, but it wasn't a blockbuster. I didn't see her in anything. So she gave up a guaranteed paycheck on TV to do a movie that I've never seen or heard of. Huh. Well, it's probably still on the shelf. <laughs> this is a possibility. It is, but now the way movies are pumped out so quickly and things are done, uh, you would have seen something about it. Um, I, I just don't think that there is. And I think the funny thing is that everyone's talking about postponing like the what Academy Awards and things like that just so Dr. Doolittle and Sonic the Hedgehog don't win everything. Well, Bad Boys 3 is still the highest grossing theatrical release this year. And that was not that great of a movie. I liked it. Actually, I think it's the best of the three. Really? Yeah. I thought the first one was my favorite, for sure. And then the fact that they got Gabrielle Union on the next one, that was great. I was Uh, hoping they could bring her back. There's a spinoff TV show, you know, with her character. I did not know that. I forgot. I, I watched the trailer for it. And I think I tried to watch five minutes of it. It was just trying too hard. It was not good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're sucks. talking about uh, it's Sydney, uh, Mark Sydney Burnett. Okay, um, that's the character's name. I loved the first one. I really loved the second one when it came out, but it didn't age as well. It's a bit too long. Agreed. Uh, 
But it's still, I mean, and the second some one of those was scenes, also a lot of repeats of other movies that did the exact same thing. A Florida but drug running company. The Reggie scene is the best scene, and that would never happen today. And I love how Bad Boys Three acknowledges Reggie, as yeah. a matter of fact. And I don't want to have too many spoilers about it. The third act is a little, eh, it's not as strong, but it's a very competently made film, and it just it just makes me so sad that Michael Bay is going to go back and do the fourth one because I really hope he doesn't. Yeah, I saw I, that they're going to they agreed to do another one, and I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. Another one is not going to come out well. It's not going to age well. People already don't like sequels and trilogies of things, and now you're going to make it a four pack. It, I don't see that going well. Um, and I think the reason I like the first one so much is just because it's so iconic. And there's so many good one-liners that come out of that first one that just don't appear on all the other ones. So I think that's where I come from on that. I don't think the first one cinematically was a masterpiece. I don't think that the supporting actors were the best ones. Um, I want to say Tia Leone was in that one, but I don't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay, and, and she's got this line of dialogue. That's just so awful. I've watched them shoot her like she was nothing. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? If they shot her like she was nothing, they're wasting bullets on air. Yeah, but then you're trying to say they shot her like they loved her, so now you're comparing her to Old Yeller. So which one do you want? Oh, my God. And Davy Crockett had to go and shoot Old Yeller. What the fuck is that about? (laughs) I've never seen Old Yeller because I know the ending of that. Fuck that shit. I was happy watching Davy Crockett swinging and you never see him go down in the Disney thing but old yeller I'm not going to watch I love the mob guys chasing Taylioni out of the hotel and it's daytime and then it's nighttime when she's on the roof and then it's daytime again yeah. Yeah. oh man Michael Bay yeah please don't do the fourth one the fourth one just there was something it wasn't as tongue in cheek it wasn't as actually man you want to talk racist fuck the Reggie scene in the second one the fucking <laughs> clerk guy Badges? You want badges, mother bitch? <laughs> I blow you, and then I blow you. Um, yeah, I mean, I trust me. I That first movie, I fucking loved. And I walked out of Bad Boys 3 just going, this is a better made film than the other two. It was a for sure better made film. It had a lot better cinema, uh, cinematic portions of it, cinematography that were a lot better at the time with the technology that's available. Um, I think the acting was well played. But like you said, a lot of things were throwbacks to the original. So if you didn't see the original, you weren't catching what was going on with what is now. But I also feel that the third one made it feel a lot more like Lethal Weapon, where it's a lot of, I'm too old for this shit. Like a lot of that kept coming back up. And well, I liked how they Lethal Weapon 4 it, because Lethal Weapon 4, now Riggs is like getting too old for that shit going, ah, you know. I'm not getting too old for this shit. I'm right. not going to get corns on my toes. Like, and in this movie, kind of like it, it kind of embraced the. Wait a second, you guys should have been fucking retired like five years ago. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? But how they handled it, I thought they did a good job. And there's a great fucking Joey Pants joke in the third movie. But like, you've got to really remember the first movie for the joke. Yeah. But it's about the granddaughter and the basketball game. But it's a really good... If you don't know what it is, it's a, it's a throwaway line. And if you're a fan of that first movie, you're like, that's a fucking... that That's a great detail. And I think the third one just had great details. That's the uh, Bad Boys for Life minute. Yep. <laughs> you, know, oh, you know, funny enough... We're, we've, there's a topic that we should, uh, that we, we discussed earlier that, uh, we, we, we touched on. But 
Hear this out, man. Check. T- tell me how you feel about this. Are you friends with musicians or any performance artists or anything like that? I am, yeah. Okay. And you know that there's always that one guy that's like, hey, can I get on the guest list? And they, they, don't, wanna ha- they don't have the 5 or the $10 to get in to go and support their friend that's doing the performing, but they've got like the $100 to spend on fucking shots all night to impress people. <laughs> I now, know those guys. we've got a pandemic here. Performance is dead. There's nothing fucking happening where a band can go out or like just a solo artist or just like an Andy Kaufman kind of guy can just go on stage to a theater and bring in heads and make their fucking living. There's no living for them right now. When this pandemic ends and some fucking douche nozzle says, hey, can I get on the guest list? That's not your friend and you never speak to that fuck ever again. I, what are your two cents on this, sir? If they are people that are just trying to get in and get on guest lists just to be there to drink and to hit on people in the bar, not to support you, I'm not really for that. But on the flip side of that, if you need people to fill the crowd so that it looks like it's a bigger show for you, it's a double-edged sword. Like, what are you going to do? You want to fill and you want to sell out and you want to make sure it looks that way to people that don't know you. I'm not really for people like blatantly trying to use people. That's just not the way things should be. And it shouldn't go that way for things. So it, it, for me, it's a little bit hard to go out for it because I have friends that are musicians that, yeah, I go and support them and they're like, yeah, we'll put you on the list because they're not making any money off of the ticket sales. They're, you know, going up on these big stages here in Sacramento where they've already agreed to a set price and they're already being gouged by some of these locations. So I think when the world opens back up and these places who haven't seen any business for a long time, they're going to be trying to get any name that they can get in to fill these seats up and to fill these arenas up for people to get in there, especially these small places. And Sacramento, there are a few stages where the local bands can get on there and some traveling bands can get up on stage and I'm friends with some of these guys and I will be there 100% and I will be supporting them and I'll be bringing as many people as I can with them. But for those people that just want to be on a list to be on a list to ride coattails for shit's sake, uh, pretty much against that and pretty much tell them to go fuck off at all costs, to be honest with you. You also said something very interesting there though. You said... If they say, hey, I'll put you on the list. Now, that's totally different. Now, I know a dude, he wants to just hang out with me, and he wants to hang out with everybody that's coming to hang out. But, you know, he's got a far drive, and he doesn't have a lot of money. But, you know, the one time I put him on the list, I watched him, like, drop a lot of fucking money at the bar. And I was like, dude, seriously? Like, do you, like first of all, the unsigned musician, and let's let's talk about them first. If I say, "Hey, man, oh, you're coming from out of town," like you say, you're you're coming from Sacramento, you're going to come see me play live. Cool, man. I'm putting you on the fucking list. You spent how many hundreds of dollars that you're going to be out here anyway? It's not like you're going to fly out to see me play. Let's be realistic. But you're going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to check your show." Well, dude, I know what your overhead is already, just from flights or driving if you're crazy enough, and then your hotel room, then food. Every yeah, I'm going to throw you on the guest list because that's the cool thing to do. But if you live like 20 minutes away. And you just don't feel like spending the money to get into a place because that's like three drinks less that you can have. You can eat a dick, a big one. <laughs> yeah, and it it also goes back to again, 
the cost of the venue. You're going to get a percentage of the ticket sales sometimes, or you're going to get a percentage of the bar sometimes. It depends on mm-hmm. how the negotiations work. But what you will be able to do is you'll get your amount back on your swag, whether it's shirts, hats, coasters, koozies, whatever it might be. You know, what if you guys put out logoed condoms, holes in them? That's your gig. That's what you guys do. That's something you get more money back on. Granted, you still Ooh, have to no, pay back No, for no, no, no. That's something that gets you a fucking lawsuit. Well, if you put the holes unless, in there. Unless it's advertised that there's holes in them, because <laughs> yeah. then that's like, you know, don't don't put this on. But no, I know exactly. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But here's the here's the other thing. I mean, like, things also work differently depending on the kind of band. Like, if you're in a cover band that does really well, you know, you're getting a guarantee, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're nobody that's, like, really trying to get out there, let me break it down to you like this, because there's a money factor, like... Bands spend money to rehearse most of the time. Did I mention AmericanOneProductions.com? Now, bands spend money to rehearse or, or to put out their merch, and there's always that asshole that's like, well, you should give it away for free. I guess I'm going to plug my... I released a song today called Happy Song. You can find it uh, on iTunes or Spotify. Um, I'll probably have a link. Here's a clip of it. Happy Song Won't you sing along And see, that's happy song. Now, I was fortunate enough. I started recording that a couple years ago and then just kind of got disenchanted with the music thing, got a real job. And here's a pandemic. Let's get creative because now I can't jam with my band. Now now this can't happen. Now that can't happen. Hey, can I get some drums? Hey, can I get some bass? Hey, can I get a guitar solo? And like, it, I was fortunate enough that it didn't cost me money to do the recording part. However, copyrights are 65 bucks. Yep. And then for me to... I signed up with DistroKid. It's so much smarter than any of these other places that charge you per album or per single. This is just for the whole year. I can do whatever. So that's 20 bucks too. So 85 bucks. I'm in the hole right now. So the song gets released, right? And somebody's like, oh, can I get it for free? Well, well, hold on. I haven't even made my money back. Now, I, I've had some good sales today. I don't know where I'm at now. It's 8.36 p.m. on July 3rd. Uh, but I know that I'm pretty sure that my DistroKid coverage just got covered. Now, I haven't even made a penny yet. I haven't even covered my expenses. So when people go, oh, hey, can I have that for free? That costs, sometimes a song that's like two or three minutes long costs thousands of dollars to record. Yeah. And you people don't want to hear that part. In that your instruments cost money. It costs money to take classes or courses initially to learn the basics of being able to do it. And your time is worth money. People get paid by the hour. So you're yep. taking training to learn things, to play things, to mash things, to digitize things, to make it perfect for the ear. That costs money. Time is money. Yeah. Um, I a friend of mine. Uh, he's also a guitar student, but he's also he's more of a good friend of mine. But, but he's got money, but you would never know it because he doesn't act like it. But he told me when I got this new job, I hadn't quit music like fully yet. And I was still working at the studio. And I was kind of like, you know, I just didn't feel like quitting. He's like, look, make as much money as you can for as long as you can so you don't have to worry about it in the future. Yep. Very sound advice. Oh, yeah. As a musician, I made dick. 
<laughs> I got by. I, I made enough to get by. When I, even when I was in the Jovi tribute band, I made a lot per gig. But if I'm only gigging twice a month and then I'm teaching, I'm only making what I'm making. Yep. So it's, yeah, you save it up, but you also build up a lot of debt because now I need guitar strings. Now I need my guitar set up. Now, you know, the band I'm in now, I'm the keyboard player. My keyboard just crapped out. Now I got to get a fucking new one because I hate the organ sounds on this other one. So you, that's that's a few hundred bucks. So yes, and that's you talk about money. gas and car maintenance to get to places to do the gigs and to do the trainings exactly. and do everything else. It all compounds up. But now I'm curious of this: of what do you think of um, this amp that just came out? I think it was a Kickstarter for a little while. Uh, my father-in-law just bought it because he is uh, a bassist. But this amp, it picks, it plays. Thousands of songs and it has all of the back music to everything. And then you can put a tablet or phone in front of you. It gives you all the chords to any song pretty much ever made. Have you seen this? This is an amp? Yeah. Fuck, this sounds like a lot of fun. I think he, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was around $500 for this amp. And it is small. It's probably no bigger than an Encyclopedia Britannica, if anyone remembers what those are. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Well, now, is it only one volume or multiple volumes? Multiple volumes. You can have. You can put in multiple pedals, have everything you want. It does everything. You can literally be a one-man band and play one instrument, and you have a keyboard, you have a vocalist, you have a guitarist, you have everything you need to have. You just pick what you want to play, and it takes that portion out, and you play that portion, and it gives you every chord to play live to it, so you never even have to have anyone with you. It's pretty freaking awesome for someone that doesn't play a musical instrument like myself. I tried to play a clarinet and a saxophone when I was in uh, junior high and elementary school to get out of going to class, but I stopped at that point. And he loves playing it, and he doesn't always have bandmates to go around with, and with this COVID thing, he can be in his house and jamming out to whatever he wants to play. He's a lot of funk music. And having a blast doing it. And yeah, one man band built into this fantastic amp that he got. First of all, two things. One, reed instruments have always been beyond me. So you're like, dude, nice. Like that's (laughs) whether you were good or not, like you went for a reed instrument. I could never get my tongue in the right fucking spot. So amen to you, sir. I'm not religious at all. I don't know why I keep saying God bless and amen, but <laughs> well, fuck it. The fiance, fiance loves the fact I'm good with the tongue too, so it works. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Second of all, now this is a better thing than I can't, I don't want to name the video games nor endorse them nor get sued by them for the shit I'm about to talk. But when I was teaching at a music store, we had an influx of kids. They loved that video game when it was hot and brand new, and they were so good at it, they wanted to try the real thing, and we had a 98% drop-off within two months or three months of them starting because it was actual work and too hard Mm -hmm. that they would rather play the video game, which is nothing at all like the neck is nothing at all like it. What you're doing playing the game is nothing at all like actually playing a fucking guitar. There was another one that you plugged your guitar into. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember it too. Yeah, that that one was better, but it was still you're you're not putting the the effort into actually like learning how to play an instrument. So this amp that gives you everything, man, I would love to sound like shit. 
playing some <laughs> some fucking dream theater tunes or whatnot on guitar because keys sure guitar no not happening it's pretty badass and then you download the app on your phone tablet whatever you're going to use and you set that in front of you and it will actually play some like youtube like videos up for like the live concerts that recorded at some point just the sheer copyrights that had to be purchased to use the music to use the videos to be going into all of this has to be astronomical and I, licensing isn't as bad as you think. Really. It depends on the song. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, say say one of my songs is on there. Uh, I guess ASCAP is uh, dealing with that because I'm not signed or famous or uh, I don't have any kind of professional representation aside from myself. But I'm sure ASCAP is going, oh, this is their, he's getting 0.3 cents for every fucking play or something like that. It, it's it's probably a cunt here more than Spotify. <laughs> But not as much. Um, but it depends. There are songs. I'm going to bring up a show, Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. Now, Dawson's Creek, when it moved to DVD, when that show happened, nobody knew that people were going to buy TV shows on DVD. So the artists that had their songs on the show that had signed these contracts, there was no kind of digital media like that in play. So now all of a sudden, here's these reproductions happening. Here's money being made hand over fist except for the artists and their songs. So when season two happened, they had to change the songs or pay for the licensing again for a different medium. God. And we're looking at the early aughts. I, 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 but look at it like this. You write a song and you're on a TV show and you're getting your royalty checks from ASCAP or BMI, whoever you're registered with, or both. doesn't matter. Now... You're getting checks because uh, it got syndication. So now it's airing here, it's airing there, and you're you're getting money here and there. But now, a million people bought this one DVD, but you're not seeing a fucking penny of it. However, your work is on there. You'd, you'd be like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> so certain songs had to be replaced. And I remember like one of them, like Fish and uh, Blues Traveler were really cool. Like everything stayed. They were like, oh, whatever, leave it. Who cares? Yeah. But some other bands, like there's there's a song that I'm in love with. I don't want to name the artist or anything like that because I don't want to shit on them. But there's a song that I love. I'm like, wait a second. Why did this get replaced? It, it, the song they replaced with changed the entire vibe of the scene too. Oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't flawlessly done either, by the way. But the thing is, like, wait, now how is that too expensive? Yet, um, well, like I said, Fish and Blues Traveler didn't seem to give a shit. So I'm trying to think of something else that stayed that was like, well, you were a bit bigger than that. What the hell was going on with that? So it really does depend on how much the licensing itself cost. Yeah, I I guess that would be a portion of it. I just thought that with the amount of things that this thing had on there, that it would absolutely cost a bunch more money than it probably did. And... As I'm sitting here, I'm trying to Google what it was. Um, this one that's popping up, and feel free to bleep it out, of course, uh, is called uh, Spark Amp. Spark Amp? Yep. Hmm. I will, I'm going to look into that because I'm kind of curious. Because that seems to be pretty similar to what he was using. Um, it might be something brand new and different and on that same wavelength, but to be able to use that and only pay a few hundred dollars to be able to have a concert in your house and enjoy 
your medium that you enjoy without having to have everyone over during this pandemic is fantastic. It's way worth it. Yeah, it always blows my mind when you see online like how they do these mashups too. Like somewhere out there, somebody's got the like they're able to get all of these master tapes, so you can get Taylor Swift singing over a tool tune, <laughs> and they've got all these isolated tracks. It blows my fucking mind. So I mean, some somebody out there like just signed the right pieces of paper. Uh, the licensing got paid properly. It's it, like I said, it depends. Yeah. Well, the great really one that depends. they did was, um, did you watch John Krasinski's Some Good News on YouTube? I have not. You, I'm aware of it. You, being a musician yourself, should definitely take a look at the one where I think it's one of the first or between the first and the third ones that they had a young girl that was supposed to go to see Hamilton live and because of COVID got shut in. So they got the entire cast of Hamilton on Zoom and sang on Zoom. And of course, when it's uploaded to YouTube, that would have to be the worst possible way of doing this because there's no way everything's going to equal out the same way. Processors don't process the same. Microphones don't do the same thing. So they got the master tape of Hamilton and dubbed it over what was done for the Zoom call. But it was fantastic. Another thing that might have happened instead of using the master tape is that everybody while doing the Zoom call recorded their audio. So later on when the audio got mixed, they could sync it up. That was probably another idea of what they probably did because there's no way they recorded it on one person's end of all of them singing it. Because again, no, there's always latency. Correct. And so they probably recorded each individual track, sent it over and did it that way and then lined them all up together. But yeah, that was fantastic. That is one of my top picks for people to watch during this coronavirus, this shelter in place thing. Uh, it's a wonderful, very uplifting, positive note. There's no negativity in it whatsoever. It's just a few episodes that he's done. He did a weekly thing of it, then stopped doing it. That's actually on my recommendation list for the episode that I just released today. It's linked within the podcast description and it will be listed within the YouTube channel as well. It's fantastic. Absolutely check it out. Um, again, I'm not sponsored by anything that they're doing. I just think everyone needs an uplifting thing because the news sucks. And watching that, it was great. It made the uh, fiance and her mother cry on the good things that these guys are doing and having coming out for people. It, it was, it's fantastic. Well, if we're going to stay positive, um, I guess we'll end on a positive note. Uh, download Happy Song by Sean Faust, seanfaust.bandcamp.com, iTunes, Spotify, wherever music is sold. I would usually say wherever good music is sold, but this is my music. It never sold. So I would just say, you know, support your local artists. As the great Mikey Mason once said, if you don't support the things you love, they go away. Herman, thank you so much for being a part of What Doesn't Matter podcast. Thank you for being on episode 90. This is happy. Um, we, we, we got our anger out about some things. We got to make fun of stupid people, which I always, I mean, dude, it's, call me tomorrow. We're going to do it again. <laughs> Just uh, please tell everybody where to find you. Every single fucking link you can think of. <laughs> I am on pretty much everything. Uh, the podcast itself 
is on more than 20 platforms. Uh, you can turn on any podcast platform that you listen to. Turn on the Rant with Herman James and Friends. It will go. Tell your smart speaker to play the Rant with Herman James and Friends. It, it will play it. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. And you can find every link that I am on across the board at thehermanjames.com to see the previous episodes. If you want to look at any of the actual written portions of the podcast i don't know why you'd want to i don't read them but they're on there as well uh so yeah that's the best go to is thehermanjames.com find everything you want to find and you'll find some swag up there as well so logo shirts with uh this nice orange round logo on there for you nice very fucking nice i by the way i listened to you at uh on the google play app uh, while i was at work today and I listened to, as I mentioned before, I should you know let people know how to add value to you. I kind of figured, where's this going to go? What could this rant be about? And it was it was more informative, and I fucking loved it. Well, thank you. I I, I spent a lot of time trying to find out what's going to bring value to me and how to do it properly, and of course, as inexpensively as possible. That episode has strung pretty well. It's actually done very well on a. Uh, a lot of the platforms. That's one of the more popular ones that's been downloaded in the past six months. I think uh, at the end of this month, we'll hit two years podcasting. Nice. Congrats. Congrats. I think um, positivity is what's I, I would selling for lack of a better word, <laughs> but positivity. I think people right now, like we discussed in the beginning of this episode, the people that are doing the right thing are really feeling it hard. And folks, I I know some of you that are listening are just, you're doing the right thing. You're feeling it really hard. And we fucking love you because you're really, you're saving yourself and you're saving somebody else and and you're saving somebody else's somebody else. And that's, that's really fucking important right now. Um, And to those of you who have just made this second wave that's coming even fucking five times or more worse, fuck you and your families. Although I feel bad for your families. And um, to those of you who are throwing your masks on the ground, every time I see a mask on the ground, I think to myself, wow, that person's mother's a cunt. (laughs) If you're offended by that, it's because you threw a mask on the ground and your mother's a cunt. Uh, WDIMpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me how you feel about it. And at that, this is another episode of What Does It Matter? Herman, do you have any uh, parting words, parting advice, parting wisdom, parting anger? Tons of anger. I always have anger within me, even though I can sound very nice about saying it. Uh, I just wish everyone uh, the best of luck getting through this. I don't believe there will be a second wave, uh, and that's because we haven't got through the first wave. It's never plateaued, so it's it's going to stay with us. And it is due to the people that don't wear masks, that don't social distance, that don't wash their hands, that leave other people vulnerable. So as a country, we have flattened the curve, and it's just consistent death. Um, we need to flatten that curve and drop that curve down. Uh, I do hope that everyone decides to do the right thing. Uh, but also at the same time, keep tuning into the podcast stations, the people that are bringing you positivity. Watch the YouTubes that are doing great things out there because a lot of TV shows aren't being produced anymore because they can't because the coronavirus is real. Uh, support the people that are bringing you joy. The podcasts that are doing this on their own dime, 
they're doing it because they enjoy it and they're hoping you will enjoy it as well. If you enjoy it, it doesn't cost anything to hit that subscribe button. That helps these podcasters, that helps the YouTubers and everyone else succeed while you're enjoying what they're doing, their craft, whether it is in happy craft, a musical craft, a talk show. Support the people that are bringing you joy and the very least you could do is hit that subscribe button to help everybody else out. Dude, like, wow. Um, so forget everything I just said and just listen to that again. <laughs> I'm going to copy and paste that and just put that at the end of this. Um, well, everybody be safe. I love you all. And, uh, we'll see you soon. Herman, thank you so much for being on this show, man. It was my pleasure. I'm happy to be part of it. I cannot wait to call you tomorrow. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish everyone uh, the best of luck getting through this. I don't believe there will be a second wave. Uh, and that's because we haven't got through the first wave. It's never plateaued. So it's it's going to stay with us. And it is due to the people that don't wear masks, that don't social distance, that don't wash their hands, that leave other people vulnerable. So as a country, we have flattened the curve. And it's just consistent death. Um, we need to flatten that curve and drop that curve down. Uh, I do hope that everyone decides to do the right thing. Uh, but also at the same time, keep tuning into the podcast stations, the people that are bringing you positivity, watch the YouTubes that are doing great things out there because a lot of TV shows aren't being produced anymore because they can't because the coronavirus is real. Uh, support the people that are bringing you joy. The podcasts that are doing this on their own dime they're doing it because they enjoy it and they're hoping you will enjoy it as well if you enjoy it it doesn't cost anything to hit that subscribe button that helps these podcasters that helps the youtubers and everyone else succeed while you're enjoying what they're doing their craft whether it is in happy craft a musical craft a talk show support the people that are bringing you joy and the very least you could do is hit that subscribe button to help everybody else out Well, looks like that's all the time we've got for this episode for today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and thank everyone for sharing. I want to give a big thank you to the What Doesn't Matter podcast. It was a fantastic time. We had a wonderful, wonderful uh, time doing the show. We're going to have another compilation coming together where they will be on my show. And uh, we'll put it out that way for it. But it was a fun time. We were going to do it again for sure. I also want to give a big thanks to the sponsors, the NX100. Make sure you guys check them out on all of the digital platforms for radio. Tune in is one of their major platforms. Be sure to subscribe to the What Does It Matter podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to subscribe to both of our YouTube channels because we've got great content coming up on both. And I can't thank you enough for tuning in and sharing. And I can't wait to be in your ears next time.